When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving at your desk, maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. This is a Piccolo Podcast production. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Cricket Unfiltered. I'm Menes. I'm joined by Paul Dennett. It's our wrap-up of day one of the second test of the Border Gavaskar Trophy. It's coming to you from Delhi. Uh, well, we're not, but the test is. Paul, Australia were bowled out today for 263, and India a none for 21 in reply. A thoroughly entertaining day's play. Yeah, good day, man. It's good, everyone. Uh, I'm exhausted. Um, long day, uh, but yeah, you're right. I I thought that was Test cricket uh, at its absolute best. It had periods of attractive scoring, um, some clumps of wickets. There was a nutritional period just after tea, but that was fascinating, and a really decent crowd. Uh, it wasn't uh, a full house, but apparently it's forty-two thousand uh, people stadium. It looked like there was probably about two thirds full, and they made a fantastic uh, atmosphere, uh, might be sold out for the next couple of days. And test cricket, when there's a really big crowd in, the, or a decently uh, motivated and energetic crowd in, it really adds to it. So uh, I think that the summary of it is that at least Australia's in the game. You know, we didn't get blown out of the water today. Um, we'll only know tomorrow what the, 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 the total of 263 really is in context. But I, I thought that... Um, it was encouraging the way that the Australians bowled late on the day. We didn't get a wicket, uh, but um, yeah, you know, could have been worse, put it that way. Yeah, so let's go back to the beginning of the day. There was a change for India with Shreyas I coming back for Yadav. 
And uh, Australia made a couple of changes. Now, we talked a lot about this stuff on our live YouTube show at the lunch break. Um, but listeners, since then, I've read some comments from Tony Donamade, one of the Australian selectors. So uh, Travis Head came in for Matt Renshaw. Now, what Donamade said was, Paul, that he came in because he's a fifth bowling option and uh, not really anything to do with Renshaw's batting in Nagpur, which I think, uh, what, what do you think of those comments? Well, I mean, he's got a good point because we just don't have enough spin available. I mean, we've only got um, Lyon, Kuhneman, Murphy, Labashane and Smith. And we need that sixth spinner. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that because I thought that clip was complete. Um, I don't know. I just thought that was just blatant BS from Tottenham. I mean, they, they basically made a mistake in the first test. They, they realised they needed to get Trav in there. Um, even though he didn't do much with the bat. And, and that was just a bit of um, funny talk. Um, and Matt Kuhneman came in, came in for Scott Boland, which I like that. Um, and uh, Tony Donovan was asked about, you know, basically why uh, Kuhneman leapfrogged Agar in the selection. And Donovan said that his red ball game is not quite where he wants it to be. Um, so, yeah, pretty, pretty s- sad story for Ashton Agar at the moment. Well, it's gratifying for us because in that um, live uh, lunchtime rap, we speculated on what crazy theories they'd come up with. And that's a, um, yeah, it was quite gratifying that they, they, they sort of did that. Look, I, I agree that heads bowling is something that we, we, did, we did miss in the first test and it's good to have him in this test. I just wonder how much bowling they're going to give him. I mean, he's literally the fourth spinning option. And I, I think that's a bit of a pity because I think he could actually bowl quite well uh, on this pitch. I would much rather it if they just said, yeah, we probably got it wrong. Um, you know, we, 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 we made a mistake and we've rectified it. But I suppose, the, you know, if, if you're in that position, you'd be tempted to try to um, come up with some reasons as well. Same with Ashton Agar. It's like, oh, you're only just discovering now that his red ball form's, um, you know, not so good. Um, but, yeah, um, I'm okay with the fact that Kuhneman's in the side. I'm okay with the fact that they had the courage to get rid of... Um, to, to go in with only one quick, if that's the way, the way that they judge the pitch. And it, it did look that way. Although Shammy, after all was said and done, Shammy took four wickets. And you look at this, it's the sort of pitch that maybe, in hindsight, Scott Boland probably wouldn't bowl that badly on. Yeah, I did hear Peter Lawler, a friend of the podcast, on the commentary for SCN, saying that this pitch had a bit more bounce in it um, than maybe we all thought. And that's certainly true. Uh, we'll talk about that in a moment. But just on selection... Um, uh, well, two players really um, were scraped in. So Nathan Lyon um, was selected despite the pressure you put on him. And, you know, you know maybe <laughs> – uh, but you talk about off-spinners. I mean, head, head might be a better option. Lyon, I don't know how well he's bowling. And the other one was Pat Cummins, the Australian captain. Well, you know, two big things um, came in to save him. Mitchell Stark wasn't fit and Cameron Green wasn't fit. And those two, um, yeah, I think they certainly uh, changed the balance of this outfit. But but I quite like it. Yes, I think that uh, I think you're being tongue in cheek there. That I, uh, as much as we were talking about it, there was no prospect whatsoever that Cummins and Lyon weren't going to both be in the side. It's a bit disappointing that Green's injury hasn't allowed him to be in there. It would have been great to have him in there uh, to give that bowling option as well. Stark, uh, I, I think that his. Um, speed through the air is 
uh, overemphasized uh, the importance of it in Indian conditions. I think he's in, like all the quicks over there. He's a, he's a decent option, but um, you know, I think it's spin where it's at. So, um, uh, yeah. but, but if Danny played one fast bowler, like with this model, you could see Stark playing ahead of Cummins. Well, if they're going to, if they're only going to play one fast bowler because of this model, um, yeah, I, I, I just, I, I prefer Cummins the bowler than Stark the bowler. Uh, I prefer Stark's batting, although Cummins um, put together a pretty nice 30 odd today. And I was saying it sort of half seriously before, look, you know, given that the quicks, none of them seem to be all that effective. We might as well get um, Abbott or Nisa or someone who can genuinely bat. All right, well, let's move on from selection. Uh, con- uh, congratulations to Cheteswa Pujara. He played his, he started his 100 test match in Delhi. So that's a significant achievement. And, uh, you know, he's due to bat tomorrow. And that could get ugly for the Australians if he bats all day. Um, so th- that first session today was just electric, wasn't it, Paul? You had David Warner um, given out in the first over, then uh, getting it overturned on DRS. He then got hit on the head a couple of times. There was streaky boundaries. Um, it, it was just incredible stuff. Some of the uh, marketing buzzwords in the early days of T20 was, you know, every ball is a contest. There's a, there, are, there are 240 contests and some traditionals are like, oh, God. But that's how it felt that in that first session. Like every ball felt like something was going to happen. Um, there was that sequence where I think it was Kawaja Two uh, two balls in a row that Ashwin bowled that were almost unplayable, and Kawaja's just gone bugger this. The next ball, he's jumped down the wicket and hit him straight back over his head for six. And it was a it was a, a thrilling passage of play. Uh, as I think it was um, uh, Sanjay Mandraker in commentary said, it was almost a shot of desperation, but it's a darn good shot. And there was just that feeling of uh, something is going to happen at any time. Um, so, uh, and for most of the session, it was Australia's session until that cataclysmic moment where we lost two wickets in the space of no time and and it could have been a third if it hadn't been overturned yeah you're spot on i mean australia got to none for 50 i don't know how they got there i mean you have to say david warner looked out of sorts yes he did and it's strange that he looked out of sorts against the quicks that who would have thought that he'd get hit hit a couple of times um, uh, look a little bit dis, uh, you know, uncomfortable against the short ball, then ultimately get out to um, to Shami when it was been Ashwin that you would have thought was going to do all the all the damage. So yeah, um, not a good innings from him, and I feel sorry for him because the the speculation is is obviously going to rise. He's he's not out of things yet. He can score runs in the second innings. I think if Australia wins this game, then there'll be some gentler feelings towards him, but. Let's assume he goes out in the second innings, scratches around, performs poorly, and Australia loses. Then they, I think, would be more likely than not to drop him for the, th- the third test. If that's the case, then, you know, the way back into the side with the Tour of England looming doesn't look so promising, you know. Uh, it's a possibility that Warner is playing his last test match. Yeah, it was kind of sad that innings today. It reminded me a bit of sort of Justin Langer at the end at times. Justin Langer was sort of getting pinged on the head a few times and yeah just uh, you never don't like to see sort of champion players uh, games fall off but it certainly looks to me it is um so australia got to one for 91 labashane and kawaja were looked like they were going to get australia to lunch but then you're right ashwin had labashane out lbw and then two balls later ravi ashwin went around the wicket to steve smith and bowled basically a beautiful arm ball 
and Barrett took a good catch behind and Smith was gone for a, a second ball duck. So Australia were three down at lunchtime. And I think after lunch, things kind of actually went better than I expected. After Ed was out for 12, Kawaja and Hanscom batted pretty well. Uh, they put on 60, uh, I think 59, sorry. And, you know, they, they looked good together. Yeah, that was the partnership that really gave us um, uh, solidity and stopped the rot. That there's that feeling of when head went out that, oh, God, this could be over very, very quickly. We were jokingly talking about we might have to come back on at tea and do a wrap-up of um, Australia <laughs> losing seven wickets in the second session. Uh, yeah, Hanscom was, was great. Uh, he, he batted really nicely, looked impressive, looked confident, and, um, you know, really important contribution. Obviously, Kawaja played played really really well was blossoming and at the point when Kawaja got out uh, it was looking it was looking really good for Australia and it was a against the run of play he'd hit a reverse sweep for four and then played the same shot to the next ball looked like he'd hit it even better and I was just assuming in that split second it was going to crack into the boundary as well and then it was an excellent catch at what is point you know to a reverse sweep it's kind of more like um square leg but um Kale Raul diving away, taking a great catch. And yes, uh, Kawaja looked suitably mortified because, as I said, it looked like he was good for 100. Yeah, that was sad because uh, you Australia needed someone to make like a big score to, to get Australia sort of over 300. And he was out for 81 off 125 balls, 12 fours and one six. But just a, a super catch from Rahul diving away to his right. Uh, just uh, oh yeah, just stunning stuff. And then uh, Carey came and went for a duck. Uh, he was gone, caught by Coley off Ashwin. Coley's held onto one. Uh, and then Hanscom batted beautifully. He made his first fifty in over five years. The last time he passed fifty for Australia in a test was when he made eighty-two in Bangladesh in two thousand and seventeen. So he's made. That was his fifth half century to go with his two test centuries. So that was a lovely return. So he made 72 not out. Cummins made a nice 33 off 59, three fours, two sixes. I don't think he went hard enough. I think one of the reasons he got out was he started to block a few. I think I agree 100%. I was going to say the exact same thing. Uh, He came out and was defensive and I thought, oh, here we go. And then Slog swept Ashwin for six and did it again a few overs later. Uh, it's almost like a, a man who's got nothing to lose does, you know, just has a, has a go. And then suddenly, oh, actually, I'm going all right here. I better start playing uh, orthodox cricket again. And he'd have been better off. I'm not criticizing him at all because he played really well for um, for 30 odd. But I agree that if he'd kept on going, that I think that would have been the right way. There's a curious passage after T that, that it was a, sort of like a, after a day of pulsating um, cricket. There was a bit of a stalemate. I don't know the exact number of overs and how few runs were scored, but nothing happened for a while. And, um, yeah, uh, it was good, though, to see Cummins get amongst the runs again for the first time in a while. And when he came out to bat, there was a feeling of, God, we could be we, we could lose these next few wickets in, in the space of no time. And a position that looked half decent could crumble away like it had done at Nagpur. So it was good that it didn't. Yeah, the Cummins, that 33 was his highest score, I think, since the middle of last year. Murphy was out for a duck to Jadeja. Actually, Jadeja getting Kawaja, that was Jadeja's 250th test wicket. Um, so terrific stuff for him. But you're right about the scoring slowing down. Hanscom got stuck a bit. 
Lyon made 10 off 26 before he was bowled by Shammy. And then Kuhneman was bowled by Shammy for six. So that left Australia 263. Hanscom was 72, not out. Uh, the one thing I will say is I don't know if you saw um, Judasia get Hanscom out and then it was a no ball. And that happened, awesome. in, the, <laughs> and that happened in the the first test uh, when uh, Judasia got Smith. I mean, if I was the, the bowling coach, I'd be working on that. Well, you know my position. The bowling coaches uh, should be told when they arrive that if, if one bowler bowls a no ball um, in a test match, you'll be sacked immediately. Um, of course, they should be working on that. The bowler should never bowl a no ball, but especially Jadeja, who bowls off of three steps and you know bowling spin. It's crazy. Um, so, um, yes, that was very... Um, they were a bit aggrieved about it for a second, the Indians, because the on the on the big screen, I think they sh- they paused at a sec a frame or two too late, and by then it looked like his heel had actually hovered back behind the line. But it was definitely a no ball. Um, I don't understand why Todd Murphy's batting above Nathan Lyon. Uh, obviously, uh, Murphy can bat better than he has shown in this series so far. But he's coming out looking nervous and under pressure and not sure whether to attack or defend. Lyon, it, much like Cummins, should be being uh, given the license to play his natural game. And he, he played a few, a couple of nice shots, but still 10 off 26. That's not Nathan Lyon's go. And I know, yeah, you've got to support um, Hanscom and everything else. I just don't think that's the right way to play. Bump him up the order one and tell him, do what you normally do. Sweep everything, play the hook shot if it's um, a short ball for, from the quicks. And that's that's when he's playing his best. Yeah, agreed. So Australia were all out for 263, 78.4 overs. So a pretty good effort. I I'm just don't know what this score will be. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if India are, are four for 700 on the end of day three. Also, you know, the, the pitch was a bit up and down. So you never know tomorrow. But uh, Shami took four for 60. Ashwin, three for 57. Jadeja, three for 68. So then uh, India had nine overs to survive and they were none for 21 at stumps with Sharma, 13. Rahul, four, not out. There was a little bit of late drama with um, Sharma given out caught in close in the last over offline. He revert, referred it straight away and he, he didn't get any bat on it. So he survived. Um, but I thought, you know, India looked okay getting to stumps. Tell you what, if they do finish at four for 700, I'm really going to have a great weekend. Jeez, <laughs> like, that'll be... That'll be that's reminiscent of um, two thousand and one, Dravid and Lakshman. But um, the one of the good things is that if we do sit through India compiling four for seven hundred over the next two days, you do feel virtuous that you've sat through that. Like, it's like, aren't I noble? I have, um, you know. So I'll, I'll feel cleansed if that does happen, but I hope it doesn't. I um, we'll certainly see. We'll certainly see a lot of head bowling if they do that. I think if Smith starts to bowl, we know we're in trouble. That's it. Yeah, so if they're throwing the ball to Steve Smith, that's probably not a good sign. <laughs> no, and we didn't see Marnus open the bowling. They went straight for uh, Kuhneman with the new ball. Yes, um, I think because they knew that they'd look like idiots if, if Labashain opened with um, seeing up. I thought Kuhneman looked really good. Um, only a, a few overs, but he uh, had a couple of like quarter chances that on another day would have taken wickets. Uh, he was accurate. Oh, I, I was, um, I was very, um, very bullish about the way he bowled. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to convince me. I mean, everyone knows because they keep saying it, but I said at the big bash a few weeks ago, send Kuhneman to India. He's got that sort of hit the pitch hard, bowls a bit 
quicker than a traditional Aussie spinner. And uh, let's see how he goes. Uh, we need we need that variety to go with Lyon and Murphy if they're going that way. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought in, the, the only thing I will say is there's a bit of pressure on K.O. Rahul. Hasn't looked great this series. They've got Shubman Gill breathing down his neck. So, um, yeah, just a little bit of a subplot to look out for for tomorrow. And that the way that um, Sharma referred to the um, for the DRS, it was a, the commentators talked about it, but it was an emphatic bang of that sign. He could almost almost be charged with bringing like with being showing a bit of dissent for that. I don't think he should be. Uh, I think that um, there's nothing in it. But again, uh, what a what a triumph for DRS. Every time that people say, "Oh, DRS today." Warner was given out on a shocker, was able to review it, everything fine. And the same with Sharma. If those had been both given out, then the bad blood, the controversy, the unpleasantness and whatever else, and just the sense of unfairness would have, um, uh, would have been so different. Um, so, yes, once again, DRS is, is, is vindicated as a wonderful thing. That referral had more of an air of like it's sort of up yours to the umpire um, from Sharma, didn't it? It did. <laughs> Good, I'm glad. so i just want to ask you because i was trying to decide at the end of the day um who won today's play like if there was a, a winner from the two teams i'd go maybe slightly india yeah um yes i think so but only slightly and with a rider that you kind of need a bit more sample, uh, a bit more of a, a sample size of what India is going to do on this pitch to know. Um, so, you know, it's a bit of a cop out, but ask me at lunch tomorrow and I'll have a much more um, informed opinion. But yeah, I think India slightly, but then again, given that how, um, you know, the predictions of Australia getting absolutely blown away, the fact that at least we're in the contest, um, I think that, you know, if you'd offered this to Cummins before the day's play, he, he would have had to. He'd have been, he'd have been uncertain whether to take it or not. It's a, it's a, it's a fifty fifty sort of situation, I think. I think if Australia had taken a wicket tonight, then it would have been sort of honours even. But I think India slightly edged it. So it's sort of going by the way Australia traditionally plays in the subcontinent, you know, and and credit to Kawaja and Hanson can play beautifully. But that two sixty three means well probably make about 120 in the second inning. So we've got to think about that. So 380 is the runs Australia's sort of playing with. So they've got to come out hard tomorrow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that's. I, I, I'm fearful that we'll see something similar to what we saw in Nagpur where we'll, you know, Australia's will be okay, get a couple of wickets here and there, but maybe that um, the India's middle order will, will, will come good and they'll eventually start to sort of slowly bat Australia out of the game. But you just never know. The the, the pitch, I, I I can't complain about the pitch. I thought it was an excellent um, spectacle. And uh, by and large, it played okay. But it certainly is spinning. And there are a couple of balls there that were bouncing um, off the length. One rolled along the ground towards the end. So uh, I'll tell you what, um, so lucky we won the toss. Um, we got thrashed in the first game. We might end up losing this game. And that's having won both tosses. Uh, so, yeah, it was a very good toss to win. And that's going to still stand us in some good stead, I hope. Well, that's our wrap-up of the first day's play in the second test. Just a few little things. Uh, firstly, if you haven't already, um, subscribe to our YouTube channel um, and rate and review the show on whatever podcast platform you're listening. Uh, I want to talk about on the weekend with Paul, 
uh, this story about the Chetan Sharma Sting, the India's chairman of selectors. Now, Paul and I go pretty hard at Australia's selectors, but this is next level. So we're going to park this and talk about this over the weekend. And I also wanted to just let all the listeners know there's a really important game of T20 cricket happening Saturday night Australian time. Uh, it's in the T20 World Cup, England women versus Indian India's women's team. Um, they're both top in group two. And the winner should top the group and then avoid Australia in a semi-final. So if you're an England or Indian fan and you'd really want your side to win that clash and you'd rather face the Aussies in the final than the semis. Um, so a lot of cricket coming your way. Paul, thanks very much for this wrap-up. I know you've had a long week. Where can the listeners uh, find you? Uh, on TikTok at um, uh, paul.dennett. I'm not sure if there's a dot or not, actually. This ties that. I think it's paul.dennett. Um Hopefully, I'll be more active. I've posted a few Bradman uh, videos. Um, hope to do a few more. Maybe over the weekend, I'll do a few. So uh, look me there or on Twitter at Paul Dennett underscore. And I'm at A Manners, and we'll be doing live YouTube shows regularly throughout the test at lunch breaks. And we'll also be doing our daily podcast wrap. So thanks, everybody, for listening to Cricket Unfiltered. And we'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving, at your desk, maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.